There it is, folks. That is the sound of the bell for round number 14. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Ludo, Ludo, Ludo. Alfonso Ruiz with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just, you know, coming down from uh, the excitement of this past weekend. I know, man. Wow. First live fights in, well, for us, and I think for the whole California, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least from what I could recall, was February 14, 2020. That was the Ryan Garcia fight. Yeah. Um, and then, so this was the first one in Carson, California. We got like a full, full, full lineup of things to talk about today, Rick. Yeah. No. So so we got the the whole, obviously the whole fight, the whole scene, the Andy Ruiz and Chris Ariola. And everything that went down that night and, and the fights, fights both in the stands and fights inside the ring, which really marred, in my opinion, the entire night and welcome back to boxing, Rick. Yeah, no, it was it was tough to to see, you know, and it uh, definitely a, a black eye, you know, and we definitely saw plenty of black eyes in the stands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got, but we're going to, we'll elaborate on that here in a little yeah. bit and about the whole venue and what we thought um about it because from a fan's vantage point perspective it's one of the best yeah but other things um were not so good including the lack of security that really enabled all of the extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. that took place um outside the ring we've got the big fight we got canelo and billy joe sanders coming up rick my opinion nowadays with the type of fights that are not taking place Mm -hmm. this is as good as it gets i'm building this a super fight yeah no you've you've got an undefeated uh you know, super middleweight, um, you know, fighting against Canelo and, uh, you know, Canelo looking to, uh, you know, add to his collection of uh, belts at 168. Yeah, that's, I'm telling you, this is as good as it gets, yeah. right? Two guys, two elite fighters, uh, WBO champion Billy Joe Saunders, of course, mm-hmm. WBC, WBA, Canelo Alvarez. We're going to break that fight down, Rick, tail of the tape, yeah. everything that's included, the odds, and then, of course, we'll pick a winner. And I'm telling you, I've said this from since last year, yeah. there was two fighters, I believe, that have an opportunity to, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, Rick, that have an opportunity to be disruptive to yeah. what Canelo tries to do in there. One of them is his opponent this Saturday night. Yeah, no, it, it uh, definitely it'll be a, a, a test. Um, I, I don't know if, I, I feel like you think it's cl- a little bit closer, but we'll get yeah. into it than, than, than we'll, I think We'll it's get into be. it. Okay, I yeah. just think that I, I think that if Billy Joe Saunders, if the Billy Joe Saunders, and I and I always hang my hat on this fight, and I know that other folks mm-hmm. do, the Billy Joe Saunders that showed up uh, against uh, David Lemieux, yeah. that absolutely just gave him a boxing lesson. Now, yes, we're talking about, you know, Canadian David Lemieux, who is he beat? Doesn't matter, right? Still yeah. um, a, a, a world-class fighter that Billy Joe Saunders, in my opinion, humiliated from a boxing perspective in a good way. Yeah, That's why I'm telling you this is going to be um, a fight that could be disruptive to Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, round number 14, Rick, is the one we're on. So let's go ahead and and, and keep with our... Um, our, our uh, weekly habit of talking about round 14 we talked about it last week mm-hmm. it's got to be the leonard and tommy hearns fight rick that no, ended yeah. in round 14 yeah the most famous of all you know round 14s 
you know, with the with the knockout. Yeah, I mean, there's others, right? But there's no mm-hmm. way, at least the fights that I remember watching. So this yeah. fight took place in 1981. Here's a couple things, right, that are of interest as I started looking at this fight. Um, so this fight was billed the showdown, right? Yeah. Imagine that, by the way, when when the best actually fought the best. Leonard was 30-1 and one because he had lost to Duran but regained the championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hearns was 32-0, and 0, right? So that in itself, right? Yeah. Is, is something, right? Which is why I'm saying with Canelo fighting Billy Joe Saunders in today's era, this is as good as it gets. Fight took place on a Wednesday, Rick. Yeah, wow. Yeah, the fight took yeah. place on a Wednesday, September 16th, 1981. Pretty interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Even on a Wednesday, 23,000 in attendance at Caesar's Palace. Okay. Yeah, I, I guarantee you they didn't get that uh, midweek uh, rate either. They probably bumped it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you yeah. know, you bring up a good point. Maybe that's why they did it, yeah. right? You get the back then, right? The nineteen ninety nine per night, mm-hmm. right? Honeymoon suite for 30 bucks. S- steak dinner. Right. Five ninety nine. That's right. At the old school Caesars. That's one yeah. venue, by the way, that I would have loved to have attended. Yeah. I never made it there. Did you make it there? Never. Yeah. Yeah. It, I would have loved to have been there, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't see why they, you know, may, maybe with the new era of, you know, COVID and, and having fights outdoors, yeah. you know, maybe they, they bring something like that back. Yeah, it's interesting that they haven't. Yeah. It's interesting that they haven't. But, yeah, good fight. You know, uh, Hearns had just, uh, he had won the title off of one of my favorites, Pepino Cuevas, mm-hmm. uh, and Leonard, of course, had regained the championship, like I said, on Duran. So, yeah, that was big round 14. Yeah. That fight was just so good, right? If, if anybody listening has never seen that fight, YouTube it because they switch roles. It was like fights within fights. Tommy Hearns dominating the first half of the fight, of course, Rick. And then it was Leonard who was considered more of the boxer Mm-hmm. who had to become the puncher and the stalker, right? Yeah. Because Hearns's long reach and ability to box surprised Leonard. It surprised a lot of folks, right? But unfortunately, he wore down in the end. Leonard caught him. Starting about the sixth, seventh round is when Leonard really started to turn the tide. But yeah. it wasn't until the very end, the infamous Angelo Dundee telling him, right, you've got nine minutes, you're blowing it, son. And the rest is history, and that's why we're talking about round 14, man. Yeah. No, yeah, it was uh, you know a great comeback, and uh, you know he he needed that knockout to win that fight. Yeah, man. Um, another thing I want to call out, right? So uh, we had a good time again. We were, yeah. were able to give away uh, a lot of merchandise, right, uh-huh. folks? Um, we probably should have taken more pictures. We just uh-huh. kind of got carried away, right? Yeah. Um, in the good time we were having, we ran into the Lizaragas, ran into Rule Raul Lizaraga, the the great super middleweight. At Murrieta, California. And, and um, his brother Chris. And his brother Chris, who yeah. apparently is going to be turning professional here in August. Um, I'll tell you what I wanted to do, Rick. I wanted to do a shout-out. Um, yeah, so every single week, right, I get to see the data analytics behind some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, right, we, there's like a solid core uh, from across the pond. And so those of you that listen from across the pond, shoot us a DM uh, on Pacific Coast Boxing on Instagram if that if, if that's the easier method. But I see folks, Rick, from uh, – I'm going to butcher the pronunci- pronunciation of these, okay? I'm going to say yeah. right now, Rick. Islington, England, okay? Uh-huh. Um, if, you're watch- if you're listening, Dublin, Leinster, okay? Berlin, so we got folks in Germany. Mm-hmm. We got folks in France, Clichy. Okay, De France. Again, I'm butchering them. But, you know, I don't know if these are locals. I don't know if they're members of, yeah. of, of the service that are maybe abroad. Whoever it is, right, DM us, and I will get you guys some merchandise on us. I don't care about the um, the shipping costs, etc. Yeah. We will eat it. I'm just very um, – it's a privilege, right? Like it's an honor that folks 
internationally are listening to our podcast. Yeah, no, we, we'd like to hear from them. You know, if they if they can uh, DM us or uh, you know hit us on our uh, on our uh, email. Yep, and that's and here's the thing, right? And their guy from the UK, man, Billy Joe Saunders, uh-huh. fighting this weekend, right? Yeah. So it's it's very timely, right? He represented England and Britain in many international tournaments, yeah. fought at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. So it's very timely, man. All right, folks, here's the deal. We're going to come right back after the break, and we're going to talk about the Ruiz Areola and everything that went down at the Dignity Health Sports Center. And then we'll get to the other fights that took place, talk about some boxing news, and then break down the Canelo-Billy Joe Saunders fight. Can't wait. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Fonzo Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, so we made our first appearance, and I think I always get it backwards, but is it the Dignity Health Sports Center? Yes. Okay, Dignity Health Sports Center in Carson, California, right? First fights in uh, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the card, the gates actually open, I'd say just about a little after 1 p.m., Yeah, right? it was about 105-ish. You know, yeah. yeah, and the main event, when did the uh, Areola and Ruiz enter about eight o'clock or so, late thirty, thirty somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And I say that for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. The reason I, I I give that time span is that that is a lot of time uh-huh. to allow fans to get in there, right, and consume adult beverages, yeah, right, and reach a state of of being inebriated where you're going to unfortunately make decisions that you may not normally make, right? Mm-hmm. Which again, but. Let me back up. So let, let me, let's talk about what was good about the night. What was yeah. good about the night is that we had boxing and it was live again. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely had uh, good good boxing. You know, there were 10 fights on this card. Yes. You know, there was, I would say, maybe one snoozer. Yes. You know, that, that uh, I think was the second fight of the night. Yeah. It was two heavyweights. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was the only snoozer. Yeah. All the other ones were action-packed, you know, really good fights. Yeah. And if nothing else, the snoozer was entertaining. Uh-huh. Because I think at the time there was about thirty of us. Yeah, at the at, at, right at the entire venue, uh-huh. and of course there was folks that you know that's the one time where it doesn't take you could whisper, mm-hmm. and folks on the opposite side could hear you of yeah. that stadium, right? Um, so okay, so again that was the good thing. A lot of a lot of good cards, mm-hmm. quality fighters had some good fights in between. Okay, so let's talk about what didn't work. Like I yeah. said, I mentioned one of them. I think okay, a. Again, I get it, right? You go to boxing fan, uh-huh. boxing matches, you're going to have an adult beverage. That's all part of it. Unfortunately, right, I think that is a long time, though, Rick, between yeah. one and eight. And But here's the problem, right? It's always the few that ruin it for all. But yeah. here's the other thing. Um, not enough presence of security, Rick. No. At all. Yeah, no, not enough security, not enough... Um, you know, I think the sheriff's department was working this one. You know, sometimes yeah. at Dodger Stadium you'll see LAPD. Right. You know, this was uh, L.A. County Sheriff. Right. The whole thing about it, right, it's kind of like a, a, a beware of dog sign or mm-hmm. even a dog that you have in your yard. It doesn't matter. That dog could be the most docile dog, right? Yeah. Or maybe you don't even have a dog. It just says beware of, of dog or you have like an alarm uh, sign in front. It's simply a deterrent, Rick, right? Yeah. It's psychological. If you see a lot of security, if you see a lot of cops, right, regardless of how inebriated you are, the last thing you want to do is, is wake up tomorrow morning in a cell, right, yeah. paying a big fine, now having to face a misdemeanor, at worst, even felony assault, that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Zero almost. So, yeah, security, you know, it was almost zero. 
even uh, ushers, you know, uh, checking seats. And yeah. I think that's what the the fight in our area seemed yeah. to stem from is, you know, people sitting where they wouldn't, sh- shouldn't have been sitting. Yeah. And uh, you have one group getting upset, the other group getting upset. And, you know, mayhem ensues. And that's a good point. Right, right. People were just kind of and, and think about this, Rick. And this is with um, with half of a stadium filled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they weren't selling every seat. They had like I think every other row mm-hmm. was blocked off. And then even in the rows where there was seats that was separated. Right. Yeah. We had a pair, two seats. And then I believe we had two, two or three seats. Right. Empty. That were next empty, to- followed by the next group of four. Yeah. So everybody was kind of sitting in pods. So you're sitting in pods and we still had way too many altercations. Yeah. The altercations went on way too long, mm-hmm. literally for minutes, right? We had the altercation that literally inches, right? Yeah. And we had to move. I had to physically move mm-hmm. to avoid getting hit yeah. by the fight that took place to the left of us, yeah. right? I'm talking about bringing my son to the fights just the way my dad used to bring me. There's no way I bring him to a venue like that. Yeah, no, you, uh, you absolutely can't. You know, there's just no security. You know, um, some of the videos that you can see online... You know, there there was a, a mom screaming. She was kind of covering her her kid, right? Trying to make sure that he doesn't get hit. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bad scene. Yeah, what I mean, where are we at? I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, I hate to say it, but it was it reminded me of the old Raider games. Yeah, and then and they had the crackdown on that, right? And people say, geez, why did they cut alcohol off sales uh-huh. off at halftime? That's why. Yeah. Right. And, and on this one, you know, when did they, they 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 cut off alcohol sales right before the main event? Right before the main event. Yeah. So now you've got you're looking at eight thirty. Yeah. You're looking at. Seven and a half hours yeah. of, of people drinking, and yeah. you know it's not cheap to drink either. No, you know each no. beer was sixteen, yeah. almost seventeen bucks. Right, um, but yeah, it uh, it, it wasn't cheap. But people yeah. are going to drink. Yeah, that, that's just the way it is. And seventy bucks for big beers like sixteen ounces. Yeah. Right, these were not you know small ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, so the Dignity Health Sports Center in Carson gets an F for that, man. Yeah, it was, yeah. and and you know we're going to be back there, right? We're going to be back in a couple of mm-hmm. weeks. And, and hopefully there's changes. And, and, and the sad thing is it's a great venue to watch boxing. It's probably you, one of the best yeah. because there is not a bad seat in the house. Yeah. You could be in the very last row yeah. of any section, which, by the way, is probably the way mm-hmm. to go. We were all the way in the front, yeah. and we got our quad. We got our leg workout for the next three months. Yeah, and, and you know, other than the sunburn, which yeah. next time, you know, I'll, I'll sunblock for sure. Yes. But other than that, you know, the, the venue is great. The venue is amazing. Yeah. The again, simply because there wasn't it wasn't a full stadium, mm-hmm. right? The restrooms were great, yeah. right? Access never had to really wait in line. Yeah. Even the beer and the food lines, right, weren't really that bad. You yeah. know, you wait a few minutes. The service was good. I don't know how they missed the security, man. Yeah, no, no, it's terrible. You like you you have to look at the card and realize you know you've got Andy Ruiz, Imperial Valley, yeah. You know, lives in San Diego now. Yeah. You've got Chris Areola, Riverside. Yeah. You had some L.A. fighters. You know, I, I think we had a group yeah. from Oakland. You know, you have all these people from different places yeah. of California. Right. And there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, there was. Yeah. And, and way too many of them. Uh, I'm surprised somebody didn't get seriously hurt or somebody didn't uh-huh. end up in the hospital with some of the beatings that went down. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was that bad. All right. Um, the other thing about the venue, Rick, mm-hmm. that, you know, we were pointing out right when we got there, we didn't know what round it was. Yeah. It was hard to keep up yeah. with what round it was. There was, okay, so fine, right? There's no, uh, the, the proverbial, the ring card girls mm-hmm. weren't there, right? Yeah. But we've been to fights where the ring card girls are not there, um, 
for the for the kind of the prelims, yeah. but they show up like for the main events, right, or the fights yeah. leading up to it. Here, there was none, and even in those, they find a way of communicating the uh, the the the, uh, the round. It, it seemed like um, I'd say most of the night, maybe maybe the main event, they started announcing right. in between rounds. This is the fifth round. This is the sixth round. I almost you feel, know? yeah, I almost feel, Rick, like somebody had to remind them. Yeah. And so I, I, I really do. I think somebody said, hey, you think it'd be a good idea if every once in a while we said what round it was? And then I understand, okay, the reason why you can't have the ring card girls, you can't have them go into the ring because of COVID. Yeah. You know, basically it's 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 the trainers, it's the fighters, right, right. it's the ref, and then that's it. You yep. know, So you can't have extra people going yeah. in. Understood. But you can have a ring card girl just stand up from the outside and right. hold that sign up. Right, right. It's not like we can't see her. That's right. Everybody could see her. That's exactly and right. And they put one on one corner, one in the other corner, and neutral corners. Right. You know, why not? Yeah, it doesn't make it. Yeah, yeah. You're 100% you're right, Rick. Anything, anything yeah. to give us, again, it's one. It's, it's just imagine being at a baseball game mm-hmm. and not knowing the outs. Yeah. And not knowing what inning it is. Right. Yeah. And the the other thing was the clock. There's right. No, there's no clock telling us. Yeah. Hey, that there this, never is, by the way. Yeah. Most most boxing venues, you're, you're yeah. not, you never see the clock. You, you, if you think about that. Some of them that. you do, but yeah. Yeah. It, but it, most uh, most there wasn't. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I get that. And then you yeah. get the 10 seconds. That kind of gives you the flag. Yeah. Uh, well, don't, the, yeah. I think most, most like, uh, say you're at Staples Center. Yeah. You get those screens and they're showing the fight up there. Right. Right. And then, and then you can look up and, right. you know, they've got the... Uh, the, the, they've got the round. They've got yeah. how much time is left. You know, yeah. and something like that would have been uh, helpful. No, I agree. Yeah. I would like that at every boxing event. Yeah. But I'm telling you, most of you don't have it. But yeah. that to me is like, okay, that's BAU. That's business as usual. Yeah. But not knowing the dang round, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, shut the shut the scoreboard off at Dodger Stadium yeah. or shut the scoreboard off uh, at a Laker game. Yeah. So you don't know what quarter it is, right? You don't yeah. even know. Like to your point, um, you know, they only turn on the time when there's you know one minute left in each quarter. Yeah. You have no idea. And so, you know, how do you engage as a fan, right? How do you mm-hmm. interact with the fight if you have no idea what round it is? And yeah. you have to, hey, what round? How many people around us yeah. kept asking? Yeah, what round is right. it? Uh... Right. And, and, then, and then you forget also because, you know, you've got different levels and class of fighters. Mm-hmm. How many rounds is the fight? Yeah. Is it an eight-rounder? Is it a six-rounder? Is it a ten-rounder? You don't know. Yeah. Right. And in other venues, they'll actually say it, you know, round six of eight. I mean, there's just that part was a big mess. Yeah. No. Um, you know, and then going back to what was kind of uh, cool about the thing is, you know, the um, PBC does a good job of having their fighters, you know, there. You yeah. Know, like, you know, yeah. you're this is uh, Andy Ruiz is the headliner. But, yeah. uh, you know, you've got Sean Porter, you've got Mikey Garcia, you've got Danny Garcia, you've got. Um, a whole slew of you know fighters yeah. there taking pictures, hanging out with the fans. Yeah. You know, it was it was kind of a great scene, other right. than the, the, than the fights. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree uh, that that whole ensemble that they had right yeah. there, accessible, Mikey Garcia, Sean Porter, you know, talking or saying hello to the mm-hmm. fans. No, that all worked, and yeah. I'm telling you, that's one of the best venues for boxing. Yeah. Right, because it it gives you that kind of like that small feel while still being outdoor mm-hmm. in the stadium. And once the sun went down, man, it was beautiful. Yeah, but it was just marred by those dang, you know, by the extracurricular activities mm-hmm. outside the ring, man. Yeah, and no. it was hard to focus. You know, you're sitting there trying to watch the Ruiz Ariola fight, uh-huh. and right behind <laughs> is you know. 15, 20 people fighting. For, for about three minutes. For about three minutes. And then the fight to the left of us breaks out. Uh-huh. And you remember, right, I'm reaching down, trying to call the folks that work. They're saying, you, you better call security. Yeah. These guys are going to fight. 
Yeah. Right? They're going to fight. I <laughs> yeah. said, I, I, they're going to fight. I said, you better call them sooner than later. Uh-huh. Two, three minutes later. Yeah. Here come the trancasos, and <laughs> next thing you know, it's it's fully on, man. So, all right. So here's what we're going to do, Rick, because the other thing that was fully on, there was a heavyweight fight that took place uh-huh. between Chris the Nightmare Ariola and Andy the Destroyer Ruiz. Mm-hmm. There was other fights on that card, plus there was some fights that took place across the pond, Chisora, Parker, Katie Taylor, etc. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and we're going to talk about those fights, talk about what happens next with Andy Ruiz, mm-hmm. any changes, of course, and then we'll talk about the other boxing news and then get to the Billy Joe Saunders and Ella breakdown. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, let's get into the fights that took place this weekend, and I'm sure we'll start with the fights that we attended live, right? Yeah, so um, we'll start with uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, main event uh, versus uh, Chris Ariola. Uh, Andy Ruiz, unanimous decision. Um, Ariola had uh, issues issue with the uh, how wide the margin was with yeah. the scoring. Um, yeah. And, you know, watching it there live, yeah. you know, I think we kind of felt the same way. You yeah. Know, it... it uh, but going into it, you kind of know, you know, Andy Ruiz is the A side. You know, the the yeah. money's with Andy Ruiz. You know, Ariola really has to go above and beyond and just clearly blow yeah. out Andy Ruiz, or he's not getting the decision. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Right, I was thinking in terms of uh, in terms of baseball. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a pitcher who wins. You know, maybe it's a shutout. Yeah. But the other team scored up on a lot of balls. Yeah. Right. A lot of balls that found uh, the defensive player's gloves, a mm-hmm. lot of maybe really good defensive plays, right? Yeah. So in the box score, boy, it looks like the pitcher, you know, dominated yeah. when in fact they didn't really, uh-huh. right? There was just a lot of ball squared up that found leather, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's kind of what I see this particular fight. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, uh, a rejuvenated Chris Ariola, man. Yeah. Look good. And I've told you this, right? Ever since he hooked up with Joe Goosen, he's mm-hmm. just been a different fighter. This is the lowest that he's weighed for a fight ever in his career. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm thinking of getting a hold of Joe Goosen. Yeah. Just for anything. <laughs> yeah. Just to rejuvenate yourself in anything we're doing. Here's the thing, right? We talked about this being uh, really an opportunity mm-hmm. for Andy Ruiz to make a statement, right? Yeah. In order to make a statement, he had to finish Ariola off in devastating fashion. Yeah. Because Ariola's been beaten, right? By a lot of you know, a lot of people look great beating Ariola. Right, that's exactly yeah. right. So it's not so much that Andy Ruiz is, you know, is is not looked upon as a great fighter. Uh-huh. He still isn't looked upon as a great yeah. fighter. What what he missed, he missed the opportunity to elevate his status. Yeah, is what I think, Rick. Because the question, right, the jury's still out about Andy Ruiz, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is he a fluke? Right? Yeah. Is he is he just a one hit wonder? Um, you know, is he a wall of voodoo? Is he a Dexy's Midnight Runners? Is he mm-hmm. the Vapors? Right? Um, or is he Madonna and Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Is is he the real thing? Here's the deal, right? So the guy um beats Anthony Joshua, right? At one point, for one moment in time, he was a top Mount Olympus Rick and considered to be one of the best heavyweights. Yeah. And then it ended. Mm-hmm. So now we're kind of stuck saying, Okay, so who is this guy? Is he an elite heavyweight? Because you and I know, right, that there's three heavyweights when we talk mm-hmm. about the elite heavyweights. Um, regardless of what we think, especially with, not with Deontay Wilder, right? But it's Deontay Wilder, um, 
uh, AJ, Anthony Joshua, and of course Tyson Fury, yeah. and then there's everybody else. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. It's like the field, right? Uh -huh. It's like a horse race. You know, these are the three, and then there's the field when you put the bet like that. And I think that Andy Ruiz did nothing to elevate his status to be above the field at all. Yeah, no, I, um, I think we were kind of looking for him to say, you know what, regardless of what would happen in this fight, say he knocks out Ariola in the first round, yeah. we wouldn't have said, okay, he's above AJ, he's above Fury. Right. But maybe we could have a discussion to say, who's going to win a fight between Andy Ruiz and Deontay Wilder? Right. After this fight, we're saying Wilder wins that fight easily. That's a, that's a great point, Rick, and I totally agree with you yeah. because I'm looking at this, just like I said last week, that I if I'm... Um, uh, oh, gosh, if I'm Leo Santa Cruz, mm -hmm. I'm saying get on the phone. I want to fight Emmanuel Navarrete, yeah. right, with his eight-foot uh, uppercut from across the ring, yeah. um, which Teofimo, uh, Teofimo, but which Leo Santa Cruz would see coming mm -hmm. from 10 minutes away with a nice short left hook and take him out. If I'm Deontay Wilder's manager, and they're both with PBC, uh -huh. I'm saying get me the fight with Ruiz like now, yeah. right? Yeah. Because if a 40-year-old, and that's not taking anything away, I'm telling you, Ariola has looked great. And mm -hmm. I think it's because he's rededicated himself, uh, coupled with the uh, acquiring the services of Joe Goosen. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to take anything away from Mariola. But that being said, he is 40, right? Mm -hmm. Certainly not considered in the prime of his career. How does he land right hands the way he did? Yeah. Can you imagine? And he, Ruiz was, was was not very mobile. And, uh, you know, he, he knocked, we didn't mention the knockdown. Ruiz right. got knocked down in the second round. That's right. And there were a couple, two or three times where he looked hurt. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the third round. Yeah. I mean, the second and third rounds was was when, again, if that is Deontay Wilder, does mm -hmm. he get up? I mean, Deontay yeah. Wilder's, what is he, 6'6"? Six, six, yeah. Right? I mean, he's constantly punching down on Ruiz. So, and Ruiz still, even though he lost the weight, yeah. he still didn't look quick, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think right? we, we went into this fight, said, if Ruiz looks good in this fight, he's going to fight Wilder next. You know, that was the, the natural step. Yeah. Now, after this fight, he's got to fight Luis Ortiz. Yeah. You know, that's the big talk. Yeah. Everyone's fighting. You know, he's going to fight uh, Luis Ortiz, and you know, w the winner moves on from there. Yeah, he's making his tour of fighting the guys in the 40s, man. Yeah. It's another guy in his 40s. Yeah. Another boogeyman that Deontay Wilder is the only one. I give him credit. Mm -hmm. um, and I, even that fight, right? Ortiz can fight. Mm -hmm. Ortiz can box. I don't know what happens in the fight. So, yeah, it, it's not necessarily that that his stock went down uh -huh. in Andy Ruiz. I just think that he had a, he had an opportunity for yeah. that stock to go up, way up, and it didn't happen. No. So it kind of flatlined. So, yeah, I don't come out of that fight looking down on Andy Ruiz. I'm like, okay, yeah. you, you beat a guy you're supposed to beat. It just wasn't in convincing fashion, yeah. right? And, and, and I think, you know, last week I made it, you know, the lock of the week. Yeah. I took Andy Ruiz. Right. You know, I'm getting messages, you know, people ripping their tickets. Yes, that's right. You know, after that second round, mm -hmm. you know. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and you know, he made me look bad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They should they should have known better. Yeah. There you go. Um all right, there was other fights on the card, yeah. Rick. What do we got? So we got uh Sebastian Fandora, uh, you know, TKO four over uh, Jorge uh Coda. Yeah. Um, you know, this one uh th I felt it was an early stoppage. I don't uh, the guy had gone down yet, but he was a little wobbly. Yeah. Um and um there was a lot of give and take. You know, Fandora was getting hit a lot in this fight. I feel bad because uh, Fondura's a great kid, right? Uh -huh. If you ever hear him talk uh, yeah. when he gets interviewed, great kid. The problem is because of his height, everybody that fights him is always considered the underdog. Yeah. And the fans are always going to root, right, for the little guy. Yeah. Because in this case, it literally is the little guy, you know? Yeah. And I felt bad because, honestly, he doesn't use his height. 
right? Yeah. To his advantage. No, as big like, as he is. He likes fighting inside. Right, he fights yeah. inside. He likes to mix it up. And he's at a division, right? It's at, they know that's the, the 154 division where you've got, you know, the other Charlo hanging around and, you know, Erickson Lubin mm-hmm. and all these other guys that I, I honestly, right, if this guy and that his opponent, by the way, right, gets up on the ring ropes after yeah. the fight because we all appreciated the effort. But, you know, does he beat a Jermel Charlo? Does he beat an Erickson Lubin? I don't think so. They, yeah, they have him ranked right. number two in the WBO, mm-hmm. so he's making his way there. i tell you who I would like to see him fight. Yeah. A guy that won. I know you're going to get to it, but I'd like to see him fight. There's Landy Lara. Yeah. Um, well, but, but Lara just went up to uh, middleweight. You know, if yeah. uh, you know, you probably don't want to move him up that uh, that high. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, I forgot he moved up. They still have Lara in the rankings at one fifty four. Yeah, which, but you're right. Um, so well, yeah, we'll get to the Lara fight, but um, yeah, you know, they, they, I think this was a good step of fight. You know, uh, Jorge Cota, you know, was uh, thirty and four before this fight. Yeah. So um, you know, I think they're bringing him along slowly, but yeah. he's probably a year to year and a half away from fighting those those top top guys. At least I love his fighting yeah. style, though. He's a good kid. Yeah. Um, Aries Landilara, you know, k- uh, knockout of the night yeah. over uh, Thomas Cornflake Lamana. Yeah. Um, just you know, this guy was just uh, overmatched. Um, it uh, you know, it always. When we go to the fights, it always sucks to see <laughs> the family members and the people that <laughs> yeah. uh, go to to root on certain fighters, and then they get yeah. knocked out, yeah, you know, blown, blown out like that. He was motionless for a little bit. Yeah, that was bad. That was pretty yeah. ugly. It was good, you know. He got up, good gesture. Yeah. You know, that was at a point where the fans, where everybody was still in, you know, pretty good behavior. Uh-huh. Right, it was no, early as like around was, five, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, we yeah. The, the fans hadn't reached that space yet, uh, yeah. you know. But uh, you know, and you, and you look at the at the. Uh, the rankings, you know, Thomas mm-hmm. Lamana, they have him ranked number six okay. um, in the WBA, right? Nobody yeah. else has him ranked at all, okay? Uh, I, this is, again, you know, we get into the ridiculousness of the uh-huh. sanctioning bodies and the rankings, and here's another example, right? How does a guy who's number six get a chance? And by the way, don't tell me that that was for a WBA version of some championship <laughs> belt. That was ridiculous, Okay. I love Alexander Lara. He's way out of his prime. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he should be beating a top six middleweight fighter and flooring him and decking him the way he did. Yeah, no. Lara's not exactly known for his power. Not like that. No. Um, what else we got, Rick? So, yeah, also on this card, uh, Abel Ramos, uh, TKO6 yeah. over Omar Figueroa Jr. Yeah. It was a WBA title eliminator. Um, it was also the only uh, fight of the night where the uh, red corner won. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, they're, that was supposedly the one um, upset of the night, uh-huh. as per what you're saying, you know. I didn't see that as too much of an upset, right? Omar Figueroa didn't look good in his previous fight and unfortunately didn't win today yeah. or didn't win uh, on Saturday. We'll see his brother in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, I look forward to that. And, uh, you know, his brother was at the fight as well. Yep. You know? um, so, yeah, going over to uh, zone and... Um, you know, they had a card, uh, Derek Jasora, you know, he lost a split decision to uh, Joseph Parker. Yeah. Um, you know, this was a fight where uh, a lot of people felt, uh, you know, Chisora had won. Yeah. Yeah, it was a close fight, but I'll be honest with you. I told you, we talked mm-hmm. about it last week. Uneventful for me because I don't see any of these guys no. making any noise in the heavyweight division. No, it's right? almost like they're fighting for 
you know, who's number 10 in the division? Who's right. number 11? Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, Parker, right, was rank, is ranked number three mm-hmm. by the WBO. I mean, Chisora's kind of been out of it for a while. So I, I just don't see these guys as legitimate bona fide yeah. contenders anymore. Yeah, no. They're, they're, that, they're that field, right? And, mm-hmm. and so that's when, you know, hey, maybe fight Andy Ruiz. Yeah. Uh, well, right? I think uh, Joseph Parker was the one that gave him his first uh, He did, yeah. Par- yeah. Parker beat him. Yeah, was, Parker uh, beat him. Contested, but, or, right. you know, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that would be a, a good fight, you know, because, yeah, Louis Ortiz would be a tough one for uh, Ruiz right now. I'd rather see that. Yeah. I, I definitely would not, if I am Andy Ruiz's managers, mm-hmm. I definitely don't put him in against Deontay Wilder next. No. no I yeah, don't. Again, not. if I'm Wilder, I'm picking up the phone saying, get me that guy now. <laughs> no. Um, Dimitri Bivol, um, he had a close uh, decision, unanim- unanimous decision win over um, Craig uh, Richards. Yeah. And um, so now he's calling out, you know, he wants the beater BF uh, Smith winner. Well, that is the fight. Yeah. I mean, that is the fight at 175 pounds. I mean, the, that's it. There's beater BF, there's Bivol, and of course, there's Joe Smith, mm-hmm. who was just, uh, yeah, who just beat Vlasov in that yeah. fight that we t- spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, that would be great. It's uh, with top rank and uh, and matchroom, right? Mm-hmm. Is that who uh, is that who uh, promotes Bivol? Yeah. So hopefully that can happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, that should. would be a good fight. You know, um, I mean, why shouldn't it? Right? Yeah, no, it, unify the uh, yeah the titles. Um, other fight, uh, Katie Taylor. Yeah, uh, probably fight of the night over uh, Natasha jo- uh, Jonas. Yeah, uh, very uh, close fight. You know, on the, on the scorecards, you had uh, ninety six ninety four. Yeah, and ninety six ninety five twice. Yeah, I thought it was a good fight. I thought the middle rounds is, was kind of what the the game changing, and then the championship mm-hmm. rounds, right? Katie Taylor. Um, really put the pedal to the metal, and uh, I yeah. definitely think she won, Yeah, right? I don't think it's a fight where, um, you know, we're talking about, well, let's have a rematch because of a decision that we didn't agree with. Yeah, I thought she did what she needed to do. Still want to see um, the big fight with Amanda Serrano. Yeah, that, that, that's the only fight that uh, needs to be made. That's you the know, only one we care about, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Ho- hopefully, you know, it, it gets made, um, you know, it, it, for women's boxing's sake, has you know, to. it has to get done. That that's why, and I don't think they, I don't know if they understand that, mm-hmm. right? And by the way, that's a f- fully bona fide pay per view, by the way. Yeah, without a doubt, if those two can can lock horns. Yeah, and I, I think it's been you know fight that's been talked about for three or four years now. Like, yeah, there's no reason you know it's on again, off again. Yeah, yeah, got to get it done. Yep, especially Katie Taylor fights every two three months. It mm-hmm. seems like right. So you know she gets on these cards. Um, also on this card, uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah, uh, he looked impressive in his uh, unanimous decision over Marcus Morrison. And uh, Roy Jones is now his trainer. Who's his trainer? Uh, uh, Roy U- Jones Jr. U- over uh, Eubank Jr. Yeah, well, he uh, yeah, he's the new trainer for no uh, Chris Eubank. This was the first time that uh, he was in his corner. Interesting. He looked pretty good, right? And it's a good segue because Chris Eubank Jr. of course was beaten in two thousand four in uh, what folks will say a questionable decision against Billy Joe Saunders. Uh-huh. He was eighteen and zero at the yeah. time. That's his only loss. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's see. And uh, that's it for the, the results. Um, should we get into the news now? Uh, let's take a break okay. because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about mm-hmm. with the news, and then we will get into the uh, the Canelo Billy Joe Saunders breakdown. Yeah. By the way, Roy Jones is now training uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah. Huh? When did he get into the training game? Uh, he's been around for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I know he was training a female fighter out of Germany for a yeah. little bit, and then he was doing his promotion, and he was training as well, doing yeah. that. And uh, 
you know, Instagram, there's always the videos of him, you know, yeah. uh, doing the training. He's, he's wearing his uh, Interesting. Um, Jordan slides. Yeah, you know, no in, kidding. In the ring. Because it's kind of like, you know, Magic Johnson coaching, right? It's, it's let's be honest, you know, Roy yeah. Jones Jr., one of the greatest fighters of our era that we got to see, mm-hmm. right? Pound for pound, king for yeah. for years without even a doubt. But that doesn't always translate, right, no. to being an effective trainer because it's about communicating. And sometimes they're so good that they see things that's very difficult to articulate, mm-hmm. right, to a regular fighter. Yeah. And so that's interesting. But all right, we'll be right back. Let's talk about boxing news, and then let's break down that fight. I can't wait. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado, we're back. And outside of all the fights and action that took place, Rick, there's still some news going on in the boxing world. What's going on, Rick? So, yeah, you know, uh, just talking about the back- boxing news, um, it, it's, it's actually terrible news. Yeah. I uh, hate to hear this. Uh, Felix Verdejo, uh, he's been arrested. He's been charged with murder, uh, the murder of, um, you know, a woman that he's been uh, having a relationship with. You know, he's married. Yeah. Um, allegedly got her, you know, pregnant. Um, so, um, he could be facing the death penalty. Um, she for sure was pregnant. There was an unborn child. Uh, but just the, you know, thoughts and prayers out to the family for, um, Keishla Rodriguez. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, just a horrible, horrible story. He reportedly, um, he met with her, got her in the car, punched her in the face injected her with something, you know, try to tie her to cinder blocks and, and, and throw her, you know, off a bridge. Yeah. And then once even doing that, yeah, he shot at her from the bridge. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. You know, we'll, we'll right. throw that out there. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of evidence. There's video evidence. And whoever was the accomplice yeah. that allegedly was helping him out is the one giving yeah. know, the authorities all this all information. All the information. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, our condolences to her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everybody around there, right? It, it's the very worst. Um, yeah. I mean, what can we say, man? Yeah. That's just a that's just complete knucklehead. Yeah. Right. Why is it the end of the world if, if he, mm-hmm. you know, somehow, allegedly, you know, if he knocked up some gal he was having an affair with? Yeah. I don't know why guys go to those lengths, you know, yeah. to try and erase what happened. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's not, it's unnecessary. Innocent till proven guilty. I think uh-huh. the judicial system still works that way over there in Puerto Rico. But based on all the evidence and all the information, yeah. it doesn't look good for him. And if he did, in fact, do it and everything is pointed to him, then screw him, man. Hopefully he's locked away forever. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Um, we've got uh, Canelo News. You know, he vows now that uh, he wants to beat in Triple G's face. Uh, he's hoping for that fight in December. I know uh, Triple G has that uh, Murata fight. Yeah. You know, scheduled for December, but at least Canelo's now talking about he, he does want to fight Triple G again. Yeah, and that's what's interesting. So, like, what changed, right? Uh-huh. Because Canelo for a while was kind of saying, no, I've had enough, right? Yeah. And, and I actually agree with Canelo in the sense that um, I don't think that it'll be a very competitive fight uh-huh. just based on the, the last fight that, um, that Triple G had. With the uh, with the uh, with the Russian, what does he call this? The the machine or what's his name? Uh, Dervachenko. Yeah, Dervachenko, who who lost to Charlo right after mm-hmm. that. So I agree, 
But uh, here's the thing, though. But from a boxing, I don't know, call it like a, a, a gentleman's kind of courtesy. Yeah. Is I think Triple G has earned the the opportunity to fight a third time because yeah. the first one was pretty close. Mm-hmm. The second one I think Canelo won, but it wasn't overwhelming. No, so it was close I, as well. Yeah. So he kind of does deserve it, man. Yeah. I, ha- I hate to say it. the reason why I didn't want to watch it because there's just so many other fighters. You know, I want to see him against mm-hmm. Charlo. I want to see him against Billy Joe Saunders, which we're gonna see, right? I want to see him against Caleb Plant. Who, oh by the way, we got an yeah. opportunity to uh, to meet Caleb Plant for a little bit this weekend. Yeah, good guy, very nice guy. So I mean. I, I I get it right, yeah. and and so I think also what Canelo also means is you know what it's going to be light work. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an easy fight, and probably I can make the most money fighting Triple G. Yeah, at a softened up point at this right, point. right. So why not? Yeah, I'll tell you another thing real quick on Canelo. So he actually is weighing in on the whole Jake Paul deal, right? Uh-huh. Talking about how. Um, so first of all, just the fact that he's talking about Jake Paul mm-hmm. tells you that what Jake Paul's doing is working. Yeah. I'll say this again. Jake Paul is an absolute marketing genius, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guarantee you he doesn't, but you know, if he does, he's got he's got, you know, masters and a PhD in marketing and public relations. The guy's something else. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you've got the pound for pound best fighter in the world talking about you, you've done something. But Canelo's main point is he feels it's a disrespect to real fighters who, you know, actually um, do it for a living, and he believes that Jake Paul is doing it simply for the money. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me because everyone's a prize fighter, yeah, right? And they all do it for the money. This guy has just found an angle, right, to do it and get paid a lot of money. And like Jake Paul says, hey, man, no one remembers Mayweather, uh, Money Mayweather's third fight where they think he made like 7,000. Yeah. But look at his third fight. Everybody's talking about it. But I get, I understand, and Canelo's talking about how, like we've said, who are the sanctioning bodies, mm-hmm. right? That, that, and I, for me, anyways, that are sanctioning these paid beatings like Nate Robinson. Yeah. And he's saying somebody's going to get hurt and somebody's going to get killed. And he's right. But you know what the problem is, Rick? It's people are paying a lot of money to watch it. Yeah. And right? I think people are paying it because we're not getting the boxing matches that we want. That's exactly yeah. right. It's a boxing, but, but see, yeah. if anybody, Right, has a has a room to speak on that. It is Canelo, right? Yeah. Because he can look around and say, "Hey, I, but I am right." Yeah. He's fighting the fights that we want, mm-hmm. not these other you know knuckleheads like uh, um, Terence Crawford and and these other right guys that are not fighting because they're in PBC. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I thought it was interesting that Canelo yeah. weighed in on that. Yeah. Also, um, you know, Oscar. Um, they're reporting that uh, his his opponent. Supposed to be a big MMA star and be as big a star yeah. in MMA as he is. You know, a few names that are kind of being thrown out there. You know, uh, George St. Pierre, um, maybe even Khabib. Yeah. Um, you know, which would, you know, they, they would make for interesting fights. But um, I, I think Oscar still probably beats those guys. He probably, well, it's yeah, hard he, to say, right? It's hard yeah. to say. I don't know how good a striker those guys are, but... Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's another one, right? Yeah. Now, at least these guys are fighters, so at least Canelo would probably say, hey, well, at least they have some experience throwing punches. Yeah. But that's another fight, okay? The crossover and the amount of fans, can you imagine, that would watch Khabib and De La Hoya? Uh, it, it would be huge. It would be huge, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it would bring a lot of, a lot of people, uh, you know. Khabib is more of like a, a wrestler type. Right. You know, but, uh, right. you know, I— even a, a washed-up Oscar, you know, yeah. I still think, you know, his stamina would be the biggest uh, issue yeah. for You, you never know, man. You never know. It's yeah. But it's just, it's one of those things. So this is why this is happening. Yeah. 
right? Like you said, going back to the previous with Canelo's deal, you know, mm-hmm. is, is, you know, there's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, and she talks about how some people, when they're given a positive label, yeah. um, they're afraid of losing it. And that's what I look at when I look at the Crawfords and these guys that refuse to fight the very best. They don't want to lose that, you know, pound for pound and how great they are by, by having a loss. Yeah. And the guys like Canelo don't care. But here's the thing. His former promoter, De La Hoya, he's going to make probably just as much money, right, Yeah. fighting a UFC guy, So, which is the same thing Jake Paul's doing. Uh-huh. So I don't blame him. So, yeah. You know, he's got a right to make money, man. It's going to work, yeah. Um, Ryan Garcia news. Um, Eddie Reynoso said uh, he'll be back stronger than ever. Yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, some speculation that he just didn't want to fight Fortuna. Yeah. Uh, felt it was too dangerous of a fight for them, but um, you know, who knows? I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think that you know they could look at it and say, hey, this guy poses a pretty significant risk. Uh-huh. Um, do we really want to do it given the money, given that you know this juncture in your career? Does this make sense? Um, maybe there's a little bit of that. I just think it had more to do with, like we talked last week, the contract, the venue, the location. Mm-hmm. He believes, which he is, right, the the super A-side, right, in any fight, by the way, unless he's fighting like Teofimo Lopez or something, yeah. right? So I think it had more to do with the contract. And again, you know, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt if there's really things that are going on with his anxiety and whatnot. Um, I don't think he's afraid of this guy. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's a, that, that's all I got for the news this week. Yeah, pr- um, pr- pretty interesting. Like I said, a lot, lot of uh, a lot of stuff outside the ring. Mm-hmm. Still have we still don't have the Fury Joshua fight. I know we didn't end up talking about yeah. that, but that's just inching forward. All right, Rick, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna get right into the tale of the tape, the Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo fight. Yep. You haven't made your lock of the week. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind of wondering We're getting there. If, if it's going to be the Canelo. Yeah. All right, folks, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. It's finally here, Rick. Mm-hmm. The I call it a super fight that um, that I've been asking for for over a year. It's, it's, uh, it's rare that it actually comes to fruition that we're actually seeing it. The one fighter, I think, that can be very disruptive to Canelo. Mm-hmm. Not telling you he was going to beat him. I don't know that, okay? But let's go through it, right? So here's the quick tale of the tape. Canelo 55-1, and one, uh, 55-1-2. and two. Saunders a perfect 30-0. and 0. No ties, no draws either, okay? Yeah. Um, age-wise, about the same. Canelo 30, Billy Joe Saunders 31. Canelo Alvarez, of course, listed at 5'9", Billy Joe Saunders at uh, 5'11", so there's the first advantage. And you and I know that Canelo's probably not 5'9", or maybe barely 5'9". Reach-wise, you would think it would be a bigger advantage to Billy Joe Saunders. It's not. Reach-wise, 70 and a half inches for Canelo, 70.9 inches for for Billy Joe Saunders. Of course, Canelo fights in an orthodox uh, right-handed stance, and Billy Joe Saunders is the slick southpaw. Canelo with a 67% knockout ratio, Billy Joe Saunders 47%. When you take a look at, you know, who these guys have fought, again, this is why Canelo is the pound-for-pound best fighter. Not even close. I mean, really, Billy Joe Saunders... uh, Toughest opponent was probably the fighter that we're talking about that Roe Jones now trains, which is Chris Eubank Jr., and he yeah. beat him in a, a controversial 
split decision. Otherwise, he beat Andy Lee. And it beat, was 2014 that Eubank right, fight. Yeah. Right. He beat Martin Murray. Um, so not the same resume, certainly, of a Canelo Alvarez who's mm-hmm. beaten a who, who, a who's who, although, you know, from 154 all the way through to 168 for sure, Rick. Yeah. So that, so there you go. There's your tale of the tape. Yeah, no. Um, you know, I think the, the, the big thing is that I think Canelo, um, is, is going to have the speed advantage, the power advantage, um, you know, I'm I'm looking at the resume of, of, yeah. of Billy Joe Saunders, and you know I'm seeing David Lemieux. Yep, he's really only fought twice in the or this will be the second time he's fought in the U.S. Yeah, uh, he fought at Staples back in 2019 over uh, Marcelo Esteban uh, Coseras. Yes, you know, uh, hard hitting. That's Marcelo. right. That's right. At the Staples Center. That's he, right. Yeah. Um. So you know, but yeah. Um, the Canelo's fought the the tougher opponents, you yeah. know, and and multiple opponents, um, you know. So you have to give the experience uh, edge to uh, Canelo. Experience edge somewhat to Canelo, yeah. uh, certainly with the, with the level of quality of opponent. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, from a boxing perspective, right? I mean, these are both seasoned world class fighters, right? Yeah. I mentioned earlier, uh, Sanders uh, Saunders uh, represented England and Britain in many. Uh, international tournaments, competed in the 2018 Beijing Olympics, didn't yeah. get too far. I think he lost after the second round, right? But nevertheless, right, a very accomplished fighter, Rick. Mm-hmm. So what does Billy Joe Saunders have to do to win? It's pretty obvious, right? He has to use his boxing skills. Yeah. He has to use his boxing skills. He has to jab. He has to the proverbial stick and move, right? He has to present Canelo Alvarez with different angles, right? To a point, Rick, where he starts to frustrate him, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to say, right, very similar, and it's a middleweight fight, right? A Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler type fight, Rick. Oh, like that? Well, because yeah. if you think about it, right, because Marvin Hagler, very mm-hmm. similar to Canelo. Now, Canelo, Canelo is, is just such a well-rounded fighter, yeah. right, where one of his biggest attributes is he's a good counterpuncher, yeah. right? Triple G found that out the hard way, right? But Canelo is also really good as the stalker. In this particular fight, he's going to play the role of the stalker. He's going to play the role of, of marvelous Mar- Marvin Hagler. And it's Billy Joe Saunders that has to turn in a Sugar Ray Leonard-type performance. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to pitch that perfect game, you know. I think he's he's gonna have to come out and seven out of twelve uh, is all he's got to do, Rick. Yeah, Don't but got to be perfect. Yeah, seven but, out of twelve. You know, um, you know boxing. You, if he wins seven out of twelve, is he gonna win? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's yeah, I know the judging. The judging will be tough. Uh, right? Already, you know, you're th- this fight's in Texas. Yes. Um, you know, it's gonna be a, a very <laughs> pro Canelo mm-hmm. card. Um, you know, if 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 they want more Canelo fights, you know, they they probably, you know, they're going to put the right judges in. Yeah. Um, no, that's know. certainly that's certainly yeah. a factor. There's no doubt about you it. Know. Also, there's, you know, the just today there, you know, there's issues with the ring, you know, that uh, Sanders' father doesn't want yeah. um, an 18 or 20 foot ring. He wants yeah. a 22. Wants the bigger one, foot of course. Ring, yeah. You know, so he can run around. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, in the end, you know, he, he's not going to get that. You know, it'll be the smaller ring. You know, if he wants the Canelo money, yeah. he's going to have to fight with the Canelo rules. Yeah, and um, looking at the numbers, by the way, so Canelo Alvarez mm-hmm. is uh, so Billy Joe Saunders is the underdog, of course. Yeah, at sixteen to one, if you want to take a look at it that way. Yeah. Um, Canelo Alvarez is uh, minus seven fifty, which is 
implied odds of about 88%. Yeah. So they're saying about 88%, but it's not that far off, right? I mean, in other words, they're giving him he he's got a you know he's he's got a fighting chance is what these mm-hmm. numbers tell you. Yeah. The house is not looking at this as okay, completely lopsided. Um I think Rick, and this is why I'm telling you where I think that I I want to see this fight. I think Billy Joe Saunders can frustrate and stick and move and and put in a boxing performance for yeah. seven or eight rounds. I really do. I think I think it's very possible. I also think that Billy Joe Saunders feels like he's being disrespected. He's being disrespected by his promoter, right? I told you, you know, talking about that last week, right? Hearn's coming yeah. out and and Fury talking about, you know, how can you be promoting uh, Saunders when you're talking all, you know, so positive about Canelo, yeah, all, all up in his rim piece, right? Yeah. And so I think that. And, and and I'm very rarely wrong, Rick, when it yeah. comes down to fights. Very rarely wrong. Mm-hmm. Do not be surprised, right, if Billy Joe Saunders comes in more prepared than people think and puts the performance of his life. No, I think I think he definitely, you know, um, I think he'll definitely come in more prepared than he has been. I think a, a lot of the times that uh, what they've said is he'll come in to the level of the competition. That's you know, right. How many in other sports, you know, you play to your level of the comp- That's right. competition and yeah. you did do just enough. So, yes. you know, he is going to come in great shape. You know, he's going to be ready for this fight. Um, I just, I, I feel like Canelo just has the, the gifts uh, to, um, you know, offset yeah. all of um, his boxing skills. Um, and I think Reynoso is, will, will have a, a, a good plan in place. And so that being said, right, so it's pretty obvious then what Canelo has to do, right? Yeah. We know what Billy Joe Saunders is going to do, mm-hmm. right? There's no way Billy Joe Saunders is going to stay in front of him and make this a, a phone booth fight, yeah. right, and trading punches. He has to box. So that being said, right, the other the other side of the equation is so Canu, Canelo Alvarez is going to have to cut the ring off, yeah. right? He's going to have to take some air out of the tires by by going to the body early, I think, in order to be successful, mm-hmm. He's going to have to force Billy Joe Saunders to fight in that proverbial phone booth, Rick. He's going to have to force him into exchanges, right, where I think Canelo Alvarez's power then can make the difference. But I'm going to tell you something. If he's not able to do that early, right, Mm -hmm. and Billy Joe Saunders then starts to put some rounds in the bank, we could be looking at a very interesting rounds 10, 11, and 12, man. Yeah. No, no, it could be a possibility. Um, I I think um, just— you know why I like Billy Joe Saunders as an opponent for Canelo is the size difference isn't that great. You know when he when he fought uh, a Callum Smith, Callum yeah. Smith is you know a lot taller. Yeah. You know um, I I think that kind of gave um, Canelo uh, fits. Um, but he's not a skilled is, fighter. He's not a skilled fighter as Billy Joe Saunders, we, though, as Callum Smith. We have a, a, a rested, you know, even though I know Canelo fought in February. Yeah. But the Elydrum fight, you know, took nothing out of him. Right, You know, right. so he'll be fresh for that fight. You Here's know, I, the I thing, think. though, right? Here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. Canelo fought just 10 weeks ago, yeah. right? And if you remember, there was, um, there he had issues with some kind of a, a not full-blown COVID. I don't know how that works. Uh-huh. But remember... Right, there were stories that Canelo was sick and yeah. had some type something related with COVID. Yeah. Right. And so here he is fighting just ten weeks after that. Yeah. Is he fully recovered? And now he's fighting a world class fighter in Billy yeah. Joe Saunders. The guy's thirty and zero. No, I think but but I think if if he wasn't hundred percent they would have found a way to call this fight off. Well, he's not going to call it yeah. off. I'm saying though, but I'm He'd saying postpone it or right, but I'm saying just physically, is he yeah. really at a hundred percent? 
coming back just 10 weeks later. That's why, to me, there's enough X factor. And the early rounds are the important ones, by the way, Mm because the early rounds, Rick, are usually the ones you can steal. Yeah. Right, so that first round, that's a feel out, right? Where there's very few punches thrown. Those are the rounds that Billy Joe Saunders has to come out and rat tat 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 tat. Yeah, right. Jab jab jab, left hook. Jab jab jab, lead right, little check hook. Do that for two to three rounds. Yeah. Okay. Now all of a sudden, going into round five, it's three to one, Billy Joe Saunders. Now Canelo starts to get a little desperate. Maybe starts to flail away. Billy Joe Saunders takes advantage of that, being the slick boxer that he is. Gives him angles, rat tat tat. All of a sudden, we're looking at Billy Joe Saunders up seven to two, seven three, six three, maybe. Right. I'm just saying that's a possibility, Rick. I'm, I'm that high yeah. on Billy Joe Saunders. I'm not that high on Billy Joe Saunders. I, I think you know, e- even if this is a close fight. Canelo's going to get the decision. It has to be a fight where Billy Joe Saunders wins the fight nine rounds to three, yeah, I know ten got, rounds I, to two. I'm with you on that. Just I, to get the decision. I'm with you on that. He definitely has to win convincingly. Uh-huh. All right, Rick. So we're at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So who do you got? Um, I've got Canelo. Uh, two scenarios. I, I think he's going to win. Yeah. I'm leaning more towards the decision. Yeah. Um, probably a, a nine rounds to three, yeah. ten rounds to two. Yeah. I think, uh, like you were saying, I think Saun- uh, Saunders wins maybe one of the first two rounds. Then, you know, Canelo, you know, kind of cruises for a little bit, maybe loses another round around the eighth or ninth. Yeah. And then finishes the fight, you know, uh, unanimous decision or tenth round knockout. Yeah, I don't see a knockout on this yeah. one uh, simply because I think that Billy Joe Saunders is too slick. Yeah. He knows how to fight. He knows how to stay out of trouble, right? He can he can conceivably get on his horse for 12 rounds, yeah. right, if that's what he wants to do. It'll be a boring fight, but he mm. can do that. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's a matter of tactically, right, and strategically, when is Billy Joe Saunders going to stop and engage, right, Yeah. and engage enough to win rounds. Not yeah. the shoe shines in the corner, right? But maybe, maybe, you know, shoe shines in the corner if that's what mm-hmm. he needs to do. All that being said, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Canelo. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with Canelo. I'll go with him on a, you know, majority decision, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, right, my gut tells me that this is going to be a much closer fight. I called it in the, uh, was it Jojo Diaz and Rakamov fight? Uh-huh. Remember that fight? I told you that was going to be a close fight, and it was basically a, um, a split decision. Yeah. Right, Jojo Diaz barely got past that fight. I see the same thing. I think I see the same thing if Billy Joe Saunders can execute that game plan that we just talked yeah. about, that I just covered. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to. I think the Reynosas have a have a plan. They have a couple plans. Uh, you know, I think looking just looking at Billy Joe Saunders, who who he's fought. Yeah, it, you know, not very impressive. Um, and you know, it's great to look like a you know slick boxer against these guys, but. Uh, Canelo's pound for pound, you know, the best. All right, Rick. So lo- lock of the week then. Yeah. Is this your lock of the week? Yes. I, I've got Canelo Alvarez over um, Billy Joe Saunders. Wow. There you go, folks. Lock of the week. All right. There you heard it. There's the fight broken down. You got everything that you need to know ready for the fight this Saturday. We'll be right back with Stat of the Week and wrap this up. All right, Pacifico's Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. All right, Rick, it's everyone's favorite part of the show, part that they can pull some information, take it back to the water cooler at work. Maybe now it's virtual uh, on a meeting. Uh, Stat of the week, Rick, what do we got? 
Uh, so I've got uh, four fighters who have fought in five decades. So all the history of boxing, there's only yeah. four fighters that have fought in four uh, or in, in uh, five decades. So four fighters that yeah. have fought across five decades. Now, that sounds daunting because uh-huh. you're thinking five decades, 50 years. Yeah. But, right, as long as you fought one fight in a decade, uh-huh. so it could be at the tail end of a decade, right? Yeah. So if you fought in, whatever, 79. So usually be about 30, you know, yeah. 32 years. Right, you know. right. So it's not necessarily 50 years, yeah. depending on when. Still an accomplishment, Yeah. right? That That's a... A, a, a very a very long time to be fighting, right? But all right, who do we got, Rick? Uh, we've got uh, Roberto Duran, yeah. probably one of the, uh, the the most famous of of, of the group. Yeah, uh, he fought from uh, nineteen sixty eight to two thousand one. Yeah, to two thousand one, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jack Johnson fought from eighteen ninety seven. Yeah, to nineteen thirty one. Okay, um, and then we have Kid Azteca who fought from uh, nineteen twenty nine to nineteen sixty one. Wow, and then uh, Saul Mambi. Fought from 1969 yeah. to 2008. Well, I'm surprised that uh, like an Archie Moore or a Sugar Ray Robinson uh, didn't make that list because those guys fought quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think they were a couple that went um, either through three or four decades. And it could have been that they started their career, yeah. you know, early in, in a decade. Right. Where a lot of these guys fought like... 69, 29. Yeah. Yep. No, that makes you know. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Still an accomplishment, yeah. right? If you're fighting over 30 plus years, mm-hmm. and like you said, if you can officially say over five decades, and it doesn't matter as long as it was a professionally sanctioned fight. Yeah. This Saturday, Rick, there is a huge professionally sanctioned fight. Canelo Alvarez, the reigning pound for pound, undisputed. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. No way Crawford comes close. He is back in action 10 weeks after we last saw him against uh, Elidrum, against Billy Joe Saunders. I still think it's going to be a competitive fight, Rick. The promoters would love to have me on their show because I'm going to talk more people into buying it uh-huh. uh, because I do think that it has the potential. I'll just say this. I'll say it again. It has the potential of being a very disruptive fight for Canelo Alvarez. I think this is a tougher yeah. fight than Caleb Plant. And, I, you know... I hope it's a tougher fight because I'm, you know, I want it to be a more competitive fight. I, I just don't see it. I, I feel like uh, we're going to come in, you know, disappointed, you know, on next podcast. If we're disappointed, it's because something went really, really wrong yeah. for Billy Joe Saunders, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I don't. So, see, there you go. We can continue to talk about this. Yeah. All right, folks, that'll do it for this week. Pacific Coast Boxing. I'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week. <laughs>